Hi, I'm Adam. And I am also Adam. Incorrect. Oh, and, is it? Oh, shoot. And and welcome welcome back to the In Pencil Podcast. We're we're doing a, a ad hoc podcast here, and I don't know how long this is going to be. So we're just going to have a discussion here. It's probably only going to be three uh, thirty minutes. So that means when you're in hour three of this podcast, laugh at me. <laughs> it's not going to be three hour podcast. Nobody will listen to a three hour podcast. So what are we talking about, Adam? What just came out last week? Uh, there was there was a new a new thing. Uh, hang on, I'm ordering DoorDash. Give me a second. He's ordering DoorDash. <laughs> Adam, why don't you tell us what you're ordering DoorDash for? I'm ordering a bacon double cheeseburger with uh, a Coke from DoorDash. The, the, the In Pencil podcast is not sponsored by DoorDash or McDonald's. But no. if you'd like to give us money, DoorDash and McDonald's, we would take it. But we won't promote you. What does that mean? I mean, we'll we'll take your money if you just want to give us money. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, exciting news on the Matchbox Twenty front over here. At least breaking excited news on the Matchbox Twenty front. The new album comes out like next month. Is that next month? Is it coming yeah. out next month? Wow. Is it next month or May? Something like that. I and thought next... it was May, but I didn't. It may be it was... May. It may. It may be. Maybe May. it's Maybelline. Maybe. Maybe it is. But the new single called Wild Dogs, uh, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. And, and you're not enjoying it as much. I, I think it's okay. I think it's good. But I think, and I've only listened to it a few times, so I need to listen to it some more. But my biggest thing from it was it feels very much like what you would expect. And it feels very, which is okay. That's okay. That's perfectly okay. But it doesn't feel like a song that I'm going to remember in five years. Uh, I mean, I disagree. I don't know. I could not disagree more, honestly. It's, it's a new Matchbox 20 song for a new Matchbox 20 album. We've waited almost 10 years for a new Matchbox 20 album. How could you already, already be bored of it? Like, <laughs> Well, that's the thing I'm saying. Like, We've waited 10 years, and I feel like what they, what they brought us so far, it's good. Yeah, it's good. They're good. Rob Thomas, I guess Rob Thomas wrote it. I don't know. Wrote the song, wrote the lyrics at least. Most likely, maybe not. Uh, it's good. Yeah, but you, you don't just expect good when you've been waiting 10 years. You expect something that is really good overall, all around. Like This is their first single. This is their song that's not, that is also supposed to be marketed to Gen Z. Like, really, this is the first song that's kind of Gen Z marketing. It feels like it, too, though, because, I mean, it's got and, a very poppy, like, upbeat kind of uh, rhythm to it. Uh, the the drums and the guitar, actually, all the instruments are, like, very muted, like what you'd hear. And yeah. you know what I mean? It So it feels like it. And I mean, that maybe that's it, because... I'll be honest with you, their first single off their last album uh, was She's So Mean. And I didn't really care for that song that much. I, I, I didn't felt... care for it either. And that that's what I'm hoping, because on that album, there were several songs on um, North that I really liked. And She's So Mean was not one of them. I thought it was okay. It was, eh. But there were a lot of songs. So I'm hoping that this album is kind of the same. Like, this is their single. This is what's going to get good. 
sound good on the radio, but it's not their best song. And it's kind of sad that this is the type of, if that's true, that they couldn't put the type of song as a single as they did before. Like, Back to Good could not be a single today. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. And that's probably, like, from that first album. It's not my favorite song, but it is my favorite single from that first album. Because it was just, it was a five-minute song that just kind of was slow burn. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, you couldn't have, like, even with uh, with North, you couldn't have put um, Overjoyed or English Town as the first single. But those were some of the best songs on the album. Yeah. English Town is my favorite song on that album. I remember Donnie saying, he listened to it before I did, and he said, you'll like English Town. I was like, we'll see about that. Yeah. And I listened to the album, and I was like, okay, you're right. English Town was my favorite song on that album. Yeah. Yeah. And Overjoyed it was a single, right? Wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't I remember. Think so. I'm looking uh, it up. Or was it our song? Um, I don't remember. Let's see. North Matchbox 20. North Matchbox 20. North Matchbox 20. I want to keep saying that until I actually write it. So you see how long it takes me to write North sure. Matchbox 20. It's not that hard. Uh, She's So Mean was the first one. Overjoyed was the second single. Yeah. And our song was the third single released on April 13, 2013. Yeah. So see. it has been over 10 years. I did well, not realize. for the singles, but the album came out in 2012. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's been over. Oh, yeah, it's been over 10 years. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. What year, yeah. do, you th- what, what year do you think it is? I don't remember. I forget. I, I stopped caring. After 2020, I just stopped giving a shit, to be honest. Like, um, yeah, I was looking back at a... I was looking back at some of our old podcast episodes and like, we just recorded these yesterday. And really it was like three years ago. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> where, did, where did the time go? Oh, God. So I'm looking at the ratings of North and wow, you have all music who gave it a four out of five stars. Yeah. Then you had Consequence of Sound gave it an F. Yeah. Well, Consequence of Sound is a, is a, a shit publication anyway but i don't even know what that is they're terrible uh, q i've never even heard of q magazine don't know uh, what that is. it's uk gave it a one out of five stars that's terrible i i i guess pop matters gave it a five out of ten i could see that like a mid i don't know what pop matters is metacritic's got it at a 57 so that probably makes sense to me north but let's see what their previous Metacritic, assuming Metacritic had. See, uh, we don't have one on Metacritic. Um, that's weird. Blender gave Exile Mainstream a two out of five, which is weird. It was, just, it was just their singles plus a few songs. Let's see. Uh, let's look at Metacritic gave more than you think you are a 50 out of 100. Wow, the critics just do not like Matchbox 20. They, they never really have. I don't understand that. See, Mad Season got a 57 on Metacritic, so Mad Season had the same as North on Metacritic. And Consequence of Sound, are they on here? They weren't they're around not. back then. They weren't <laughs> around in 2004. Okay, and they're let's see, yourself or someone like you? Metacritic, we don't have a Metacritic. Yeah, that was too soon. It was too early. Uh, there weren't many reviews. 
It looks like it averaged about a four, three or a four to a four and a half. Out of five? Out of five on that. Yeah. So I would say like a 70 to 80. But yeah, wow, that is really, I mean, Mad Season is a really good album and you gave it a three. Out of five? Out of five. And Q gave more than you think you are a two out of five. So my guess is if Q had reviewed, and maybe it did, maybe it didn't, if it had reviewed the first album, it would have given it a four out of five because they keep taking off one star each each subsequent album. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's un- yeah, it's unfortunate that the critics, uh, I don't know. Nobody likes Matchbox 20 except people who like Matchbox 20. I don't understand that. Anyway. And, yeah. Oh, I'm looking at the album, which is apparently called Where the Light Goes. I did not actually yeah, know the album That's title. what it's called, yeah. Amanda Shires is on one of these Yes, songs. she is. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. See? It's gonna, I think it's going to be a good album. I think it's going to be... I okay. don't know if it's going to be worth the wait, because good God, we've waited a long time. But uh, yeah, this, this has been the longest gap between my first 20 albums that we've had. Because I think between more than you think you are, and yeah, because then it was more than th- more than you think you are. Then Exile on Mainstream was basically an EP with the greatest hits attached oh. to it, and then that was two thousand eight, I think, and then two thousand twelve we got North. So yeah, it's been this has been the longest gap. Yeah, eleven years. Yeah, ridiculous. And it's wild because we went to see him on tour in twenty seventeen. Did we? Yeah, where do, we, where do we see him at? Um, Nashville, Bridgestone. That's right, we did. That's we right. We saw him in 2017. That's on right. tour. We right. I've seen him since they released their last album. I think I've seen him on tour two or three times. Yeah, because they were with Counting Crows, and Counting Crows was freaking terrible. I actually liked Counting Crows that time. I didn't like I, him the first time I saw Counting Crows. I've never liked Counting Crows. And then there's oh, well, the. Uh, then you wouldn't like Counting Crows. <laughs> the two worst bands I've ever seen live are Counting Crows and POD. Uh, and I liked I, POD, but God, they were terrible for live when I saw them in Norfolk in like 20 or 2003 or something, 2004. Oh. I'm trying to think. I know the worst band I ever saw live. I can't think of the two worst bands. So the worst band I ever saw live was Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, I can imagine that. And I think I don't know the truth. What was really going on? It was like 2013, 2012. It was twenty twelve, and it seemed like they were all drunk or high, which I thought they were cl- clean. But maybe they were clean off certain things and not clean off others because they just not. It just it, I mean when they got in the songs, the songs were good, but it was just. It, it it soured me of ever wanting to listen to their music for a while. Yeah, I, I really have grown to the point where I really can't stand Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think after that, um, the album they put out in the late 90s with Scar Tissue and Other Side, I think after that got played on the radio to the point where it was just beaten like to death, I was just over Red Hot Chili Peppers. And in Californication, I was just like over it. I think that was a great album. I just, yeah. Since then, they just, I, I've liked bits and pieces, and I think they do some weird stuff with their music in general. Where they have like, they'll mix a really good song, and then they'll do something weird to it to make it 
half a good song and half a bad song. What is the song I'm thinking of? Hold on. Chili Peppers. If you take me to not the band, but to the actual Chili Pepper. (laughs) I'm getting my DoorDash. Hang on. So Adam is currently getting his DoorDash. We are... This is real time. This is ad hoc. This is a this is a true on the fly impromptu recording. This isn't one of our yeah. pre, one of our pre planned recordings that we have stopped doing. <laughs> by the way, the song by the way. I don't know that song. So by the way it has two parts to it and I'm probably you could feel free to just rip me to shreds in comments or whatever. But I feel like it has this really good singing part that what Anthony Kiedis does. And then it just goes into some weird music stuff that are two very different songs that don't fit together. Hmm. But it's what they do. Hmm. Uh, Well, it's not always what they do. In fact, it's none of their big hits (laughs) to that. Uh, But anyway. Another, Another one of my favorite bands just put in your album out too. Might as well go ahead and talk about that for a second. Are you familiar with the band All Time Low? Uh, I feel like I've heard of them. They're interesting fact about them. They started as a Blink-182 cover band, and then they became uh, popular and uh, signed with, I don't remember who they signed with originally, but now they're on Fueled by Ramen, which is kind of a pop-punk emo label. They just put an album out called Tell Me I'm Alive, and it's really good. I think it's probably their best album to date. Um, and one of their songs will definitely be on my end of the year song list for sure. Um, but yeah, so and we talked earlier about um, I'm about to eat some McDonald's over here. We talked earlier about make sure uh, to mute your microphone when you're chewing. Oh, it's got background filters. I'm not going to chew anyway. Um, <laughs> Wait, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause, music pause. How do you eat your McDonald's? Well, I'm not going to eat it while I'm on the podcast. Okay, that's not what you said. You said, I'm about to eat my McDonald's. I said, in a bit. Um, and then I said, make sure to mute when you're chewing. And you're like, I'm not going to chew it. <laughs> I'm just going to ground it up and put it in a drink and then swallow it. I believe like, we're talking about. You and I eat McDonald's in very different ways, apparently. Yeah, you don't. I think you shouldn't anyway. No one should. But uh Don't Tony anyway, Foods. You sent me this cover earlier of yeah. Lose Yourself by Eminem. Uh the cover was by what was her name? I don't remember her name. Oh man, I forgot. I don't I just I was sent it. Um it was a really good cover. Uh, I'm gonna find Man, it. Where, is, where did I? Where did I? Uh, Casey Chambers. Yes. So, yes. Okay. Really, honestly, if if you're gonna cover "Lose," I've seen other bands and artists cover "Lose Yourself" before. Taylor Swift covered "Lose Yourself." There have been there have been a few that I've seen, um, and they've all been pretty horrendous. Uh, the yeah. only this has been one of the only covers of Lose Yourself that have actually been like tolerable. So I'm I'm really impressed. But uh, I, I yeah, think what I liked about it, what I think it does well, is that it understands the trajectory that Lose Yourself goes on. 
Yeah. Which is slowly more and more unhinged and yeah. more and more desperate. Yeah. Well, by the time I get to the second part of the song or the second part of the cover, it's uh, it's just like extremely heavy. And yeah. I was actually really surprised because I thought it was going to be one of those like folksy, like all the way through, I just thought it was going to be one of those like folksy sort of acoustic cheesy covers. But then whenever it started picking up, I was like, okay, yeah. there's actually something to this. Yeah, I, I got it from somebody I follow on uh, YouTube, and they and what they said was, it starts out kind of it seems like a cheesy cover, yeah, but stay with it, yeah. And exactly. I was like, okay, I'm gonna stay with it. And when it hit the second verse, it's like, okay, okay. And when it hit the third verse, it's like, yep, yep. This was this is the way you have to do this. I concur. Uh, if you're gonna cover a song like "Lose Yourself," you either have to cover it exactly the way it's done. And just know, like, it's not your song. You can't turn into your song. Or you have to go all out. And a song like Lose Yourself is really hard to make your own song. But see, this is my point that I was making when we were talking earlier. And I'll, I'll make it again here. I think it's very difficult for anyone to cover rap songs. Especially if they're not a rapper. Like, rappers have covered rap songs before. Like, um... Snoop Dogg covered Lottie Dottie by Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh on the on the Doggy Style album. Uh, he also covered one of the NWA songs on the NWA like special edition album. I think it may have been Fuck the Police, but um, or no, it wasn't Fuck the Police. It was a different one. Anyway, there have been other rappers that have covered rap songs and they've done it well. But whenever it comes to non-rap artists covering rap songs, I think it's a very difficult thing to pull off successfully because Every time I've heard, not every time, but a lot of times when I hear like rock bands or like pop artists covering rap songs, it sounds inauthentic and forced and corny as hell. When Taylor Swift covered Lose Yourself, Lose Yourself it was corny as hell. Um, if there's a whole album called Punk Goes Crunk, uh, which is like a compilation of uh, like pop punk artists covering rap songs, and most of them are terrible. Like, absolutely terrible. The only one that's actually sort of decent is All Time Low's cover of Umbrella by Rihanna. But Umbrella is an R&B song. It's just yeah. got some rap verses in it. But um, all the rest of them on, that, on, that, on the Punk Goes Kronka album are, are kind of terrible. Um, but I do have a list of, of songs covered by non-rap artists that are uh, rap songs covered by non-rap artists. I, wanted to, I can go through real quick if you want. Yeah, I just thought of one myself. I want you to go through yours. And I just okay. thought of one that I really like, but I don't know who actually did the original version, the original cover of it. Okay. So go on ahead. Well, and I made a playlist of this on Spotify, so I'll, I'll put the link in the, in the description of the podcast since we're doing it now. Um, all right. And most of these are, some of these are kind of humorous covers. So, um, well, two of them are anyway, kind of humorous versions. One is uh, the cover of Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg by a band called The Gourds, which is sort of a, a bluegrass country band. Uh, the other one is Boys in the Hood, which is an Easy E song covered by a group called Dynamite Hack. I think that that cover came out in like the year 2000. In the year uh, 2000. Yeah. Sorry. Then there's the Umbrella cover by All Time Low. Ella. Ella, Ella, A, hey. A, 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 yeah. A, A, 
that's how it goes yeah see you're covering mm -hmm. it not very well but, but and then so the next one i have is how i could just kill a man which is a song by cypress hill covered by rage against the machine which completely makes sense because rage against the machine is kind of that rock rap uh mixture um the next one is kanye west's heartless covered by the fray Next one is 99 Problems, which is a Jay-Z song covered by uh, a guy named Hugo. Uh, the next one is Runaway by Kanye West, covered by the band Silverstein. And then the last one I have is Gratitude, which is a song by Beastie Boys, covered by Transplants, which is uh, a band with a band with uh, Travis Barker and I think what's the guy from rancid can't remember his name off the top of my head but yeah those are my those are the seven or eight seven rap cover songs by non-rap artists that i think are actually decent all the rest of them that i've heard not so great so i have one to add to that okay um and i don't know if you consider this a rap song per se okay but outcasts hey ya what about it? Do you consider that a rap song, first of all? Yeah, I'd say so. It's Outkast. Okay. Yeah, I consider yeah. a rap song. More, no, no less than a rap song than Umbrella. So yeah, That's true. Yeah. So uh, I had to look up who did it originally, but it was uh, Matt Weddle. Weedle? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, from, uh, it goes by the stage name Obadiah Parker. Did an acoustic cover of Hey Ya!, that I feel like is a serious version of it. And I feel like it gets the darker undertones of Hey Ya better. It it pulls them up. Do you not know this acoustic version of Hey Ya? No, it's going to my playlist though. So I want to yeah. put it in there and I'll listen to it later. So and the way I got to know about it is because they did a cover of it on Scrubs in that same style. Okay. Um and that was the first time I heard it. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I went and looked up and I saw that it was previously done. And I was that's what I was just trying to figure out is who was the original person to do it. Oh, okay. But I really feel like because the song is very upbeat and happy. Yeah. But it's not about happy stuff. Hmm. I've never liked Hey Ya. So I'll have to go back and listen to it because I don't think I've ever like, I think as far as Outcast goes, I like a lot of like early stuff like Equimini and um, like Rosa Parks, the Miss Jackson. What what album is Miss Jackson and B.O.B. on? I can't remember. Oh Stankonia. Stankonia. Yes. Yeah, that was that, the album. That, I, I love that album. That era of Biocast I liked. After that, I didn't really, I didn't follow them too closely. I did but, like uh, on the speaker box slash the love below, which was the album that has Hey Ya on it. I really love the way you move. Yeah, it was like the song. I, I mean, I just really love that song. I think it's the better of the songs of lead singles. In fact, were those the only two singles? No, Roses. I forgot That's about right. Roses. Right. Roses was on it. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I'll cast this. OK, so I'll listen to this. I'll see how it is. But yeah. I guess yeah, the... you may, may or may not like it. I think it really gets to it because I think what it does well is it like with the other cover of um, Lose Yourself, I think it, it it's another genre 
but it understands what the song is about. And so it uses its own genre to convey that same message. And I think that's a hard thing to do that doesn't always translate that sometimes people don't do well, but when you do that well, when you're like, okay, this song is talking about this, which is, this is how you do it in rap. So in my genre of folk or whatever, this is how you would do that in folk or acoustic. This is how you do that. Yeah. I think that works right. But here's the question that I have for you, Adam. What's the question? Why is it if rappers do cover other rap songs, right? Yeah. Why do, why do we not hear about them being as famous? Why are rap covers not as famous as rock covers or country covers or R&B covers? Rap covers of other rap songs? Yeah. Like name a, a rap, name a rap cover that's been in the top 10 billboard. Oh, I don't Are, think there has been one that I can no. think of. So, uh, yeah. So there's no. my question is why do, why is it when rappers cover their rap songs, A, are they just not releasing them as singles? B, are they not doing it as much? But all that is in the thing. It's like, why aren't they getting as big? as like other genres when they do cover songs they can make those cover songs big or bigger or bigger for another audience like the famous one is uh i will always love you uh winnie houston or dolly parton yeah like that is two different you know the the i would say the latter the whitney houston version is probably the bigger version yeah i agree with that and it did really well but there is a large group of people that still prefer the Dolly version and know the Dolly version. Like I didn't, I knew the Whitney Houston version long before I realized it was actually a cover of Dolly Parton. Yeah. 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 Or, I, yeah. I, I, I think really there's, there, it's just such an uncommon thing for rap songs to be covered period. Like, and especially by other rappers. Like I think when, Snoop Dogg's done it to a few songs, but I think when Snoop Dogg did it, um, it was like a novel concept. I think I think Lottie Dottie was like the first like big or not big, the first like published uh, rap cover of another rap song, and uh, I don't know, I, I I don't know very many others that exist. Honestly, there's only a few. Yeah, so it's it is a strange thing, really, like that this isn't really in the culture, especially rap. It's not like rap is, oh, we don't cover stuff because rappers sample all the time. Yeah, they sample. But yeah, they don't but cover. So and and I do wonder if that's it because they do the samples in music so much. Yeah, is that why they don't cover? Is because they're cover the in rap covering is just sampling. Yeah. So I, mean, I would say possibly the most famous cover might be Ba Wada Ba by Kid Rock. How is that a cover? It's using lines from uh, Sugar Hill Games' Rapper's Delight. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's not a cover, though. That's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was face-palmed like he's Captain Picard over I here. I just can't stand Kid Rock, man. I just can't. It's such a fucking... Terrible artist, terrible human being. Anyway, 
Yeah. He had a song in 1990 album called Grit Sandwiches for Breakfast. Yeah. That yeah. dude probably never has probably never eaten grits in his life. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't care either. I remember seeing him on uh before the Devil Without a Cause album. Is that what it's called? Devil Without a Cause? The one with uh Bada Ba and Only God Knows Why and all those other ones. Uh hold on, I'm on here. Uh let's see. Yeah, Devil Without a Cause. He was he was on MTV New Year's with Limp Biscuit and he was like the DJ for the MTV New Year's party in nineteen ninety nine. That's when I first heard of Kid Rock, and then he started. Then, then his album came out. And he started the, the, his actual, the, the, his quote unquote good album, and uh, yeah, just hit the trailer parks and took off from there. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the appeal of Kid Rock. I, I mean, it is wild. I mean, it's it goes into the whole country thing, like. People, people like to play country, pretend they're country, and they play up that they are country. And Kid Rock's just doing it too. Like, yeah, but he's, Kid Rock has been like he's been like he's he's collaborated with with rappers. He's collaborated with Snoop Dogg. He's complied, yeah, complied. What words am I speaking right now? Nobody knows. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? We're, we're just going with it. He's collaborated, collaborated with uh, who else? Eminem. Wait, Wait. A- Adam's next album. Collab- collaborated. Collaborated. <laughs> Adam's next. Collaborated with uh, a lot of rappers. I can't remember Trick Trick. I can't remember all the rest of them. But I don't. And then he's also like Mr. Country over here sampling Sweet Home Alabama. And <laughs> like, he's Nelly before Nelly, after Nelly was Nelly. Yeah. Right. But I mean, but he, yeah, he's playing a persona. We get that. I think most people get that he is he is a rich dude from Detroit, pretend to be yeah. a southern hick. But it's but a damaging. Keith Urban sings with a, a very southern accent for a guy who was from Australia, born and raised in Australia. He does live in Nashville. So does Kid Rock. I think they both live in the Nashville area. So Kid Rock lives in Nashville. Yeah. That is unfortunate. Or White's Creek. He might technically live in White's Creek. Whatever, naturally. Where White's Creek is. Yeah. Um, but a lot of, a lot of, I think it's several country artists that actually live out there because that's where. Ah, uh, never mind. It's still Some Davidson fit. County, but it's kind of so rural, I guess. It's the rural area of the Nashville County. Yeah, yeah Davidson County, yeah. yeah. Because no, uh, everybody knows that it's Davidson County is where Nashville is. I mean, Google is your friend. But, but who would Google that? That's not even an important thing. Like, what what county is Atlanta in? Atlanta County? <laughs> no, it's Fulton, I think. Um, well, part of. I'm not going to tell you I know that. Uh, hold on. What what county is um, Chicago in? Um, Chicago County? <laughs> Probably. Is it Cook County? It'd be Cook County, right? Because Cook County General? I don't know anything about Chicago. Chicago, oh, no, uh, largest city in cold. Illinois. Hold on. Uh, and third most populous state in the. Yeah, what county is it? Cook County. Cook County. I knew that because of ER. Wow. Okay. Today on what county are cities in? And Atlanta is in Fulton County. I knew that because the old Atlanta Braves baseball stadium was Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. Um, 
Here's a trick one for you. What county is Virginia Beach in? It's not. That's right. Because <laughs> Virginia does their counties weird. Hampton Roads does their counties weird. I think the rest of Virginia is fairly normal, but yeah, Hampton Roads is weird. Um, that whole area. But so, do you want to explain <laughs> to everyone why Virginia Beach is not in a county? I don't know why. I mean, I know yeah. it's it's because they all have it's like districts or something of yeah. Hampton Roads. I don't what, know what they're I called. Think it's, Virginia does their main cities are their own thing, and then the counties are not a part of the main cities or something like that. I don't, I don't know, but there's no, there is no county for Virginia Beach. It's just the city of Virginia Beach, the city of Norfolk, the city of Hampton, city of. I think Richmond does it. Suffolk and I think Richmond and all the rest of I think the rest of Virginia is still counties, but I think it's just. Hold that on, area. let's look up Richmond, right. Virginia County. Welcome to. This is what we care about tonight, apparently. Yeah. This is the part where uh, it's the capital city of the Commonwealth of Virginia in the United States. I don't know why people say Commonwealth. It's a state. Come on, people. They can call themselves a Commonwealth all they want. That doesn't make them a Commonwealth. Mm -hmm. What is the independent city? Uh, Yeah, it's not a part of any county. Yeah. That's what I told Um, you. It's weird. Virginia is a very strange place that I hope to never go back to. Meet Virginia. I can't wait to meet Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Virginia's for lovers. I can't attest to the accuracy of that of that statement. So. Uh, I mean, sure, sure. So I also say Tennessee's the volunteer state, but not sure how accurate that is anymore either. So I mean, it got its name from the. Mexican American War. Yeah. So whoopity doo da. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah. Well, uh, so this was our uh, this was our uh, uh, podcast. Impromptu so music. The question is, like, it would be interesting to see a, a rapper cover an old rap song and bring it to the top forty. That would, it be, would be. be. But I don't. It would. I don't know who would be the one to do that. Like, here's the question: Old rap song. We're going to say 1990s and back. So okay. not, nothing that begins with the number. Nothing. No song that came out with the number two in a year that begins with the number two. Okay. What would be the song you think could go to the top forty? U.S. Were, top forty. If it were covered today. Yeah, covered as is today. What song would get to the top forty? Hmm. It would have to be something that has a rhyme pattern and a flow that appeals to people with a very short attention span. With like with more short than what we had. Like so it had to be something it can't be too long of a song. So your 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 criteria here is that it's a rapper covering a rap song. Yeah, so it's go going to be a rap song. It doesn't have to be a rapper, but it has to be someone rapping, uh, but preferably in a serious tone, or think, a, a tone akin to the original song. I should say. I so think if, if done right, Tennessee by Arrested Development could do well. Oh, Tennessee is a good one. I don't know if it would be. Uh, 
don't know if it would be a uh, a top ten Billboard song, but I think it would do well if it were covered if it were done right. Here's a question: Was Tennessee a uh, what did Tennessee rank? Hold on, Arrested Development. Oh, originally. Yeah, what was it? Not not the TV series, the hip hop group. People, come on. Well, Arrested Development is the hip hop group. Yeah, it was trying to give me the TV series. Oh, which is a good TV show, by the way. But... Hold on, Tennessee was number six in the U.S., so it did pretty well. See, I think, I think that could come back. That could, that would be a good one. And that uh, was 1992. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's. Nothing but Tupac, because Tupac was too unique. Yeah, that's the problem, is you can't have certain songs just cannot, will not top the charts, because they are very controversial in a lot of ways. Yeah. What about Dear Mama? No, no, because nobody could emulate his delivery and his flow adequately. Well, you wouldn't have to because it would be the new version. Maybe Passing Me By by uh, Farside. Um, I'm not sure how far that ranked up when it came out, but it was pretty big. Um, yeah, I don't know. So here's one that I think might be able to do it. What's that? Um, Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah, possibly. It has to be shortened because it's it's like a four minute song. Yeah, I mean, okay, so there would be a little change, but I think you could, and maybe you wouldn't even have to shorten it. You would just have to get it to, uh, yeah, I think that's one that I think could do it. Potentially Miami if we stay with the Will Smith route. The only problem is you have. I don't think Will Smith's name. Will Smith's name right now is kind of in the mud. I don't so, think Miami would do well. I don't think it would do well. I think. But I think uh, summertime is probably the best for him or them. Um, what about Beastie Boys? What if we did some sabotage? Do you think sabotage could come back? See, here's the thing. I don't know if I consider Beastie Boys to be rap like. I mean, they rap, but are they rap or are they actually more in the rock rap sort of genre? Because they're they're basically a punk rap band, like a punk rap band. You know what I mean? So I think I think BC Boys songs would translate well, but I don't know if they're like Sabotage or Fight for Your Right or Check It Out or Intergalactic. I don't know if those those songs are. I think Intergalactic would do well if it recovered, but I don't know if I would say that qualifies as a hip hop song that's being transferred over. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I heard I heard Intergalactic on like rock radio. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean it's not a rap song though. I mean, it is a rap song. Sab- Sabotage not, is definitely a rap song. I guess what I'm saying is, BC Boys is like in a class of their own. So I, I would say yes, yeah, Sabotage would be great covered today by like. If you had like some new new metal band covering sabotage, that'd be great. Well, that's what the uh, the transplants cover um, that I said. Gratitude. That's a Beastie Boys song. Oh, they yeah. do it well. But like I said, uh, 
Beastie Boys is a thing of their own. So anyone yeah. who covers Beastie Boys would probably be in the same genre. Well, here, what are, what are top rap songs? Top rap songs of all time. Because I feel like it'd have to be a song that is popular, but not too popular. It couldn't be like, um, it couldn't be White Lines or Rapper's Delight. It couldn't yeah. be anything by NWA. Maybe yeah. Express In- Yourself. Maybe Express Yourself by NWA. But Express Yourself is in itself a cover. Or it uses... Uh, it's a sample. Sampled, it's a yeah. sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this a lot of rap a, songs use samples. This was a strange list. Maybe Fantastic but, Voyage. Oh, Gangsta's Paradise, if it were done right. Coolio. Or Fantastic Voyage by Coolio. Yeah. If it were done um, right. What, it, um, what, what the DMX song? Up Slip in it? here. Party Up? Yeah, Party Up, thank you. No, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. Slipping might. Um, ah, cream no. Wu Tang Gang. No, cream wouldn't work. It's it's Did too I lyrical. Wu Tang Gang. Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, cream is too lyrical. All of Wu Tang is too lyrical. Let's see. Yeah, that's something with simplistic lyrics. It's a simple. It's a simple rap song. Miss Jackson. Yeah, that would work. I don't know if it meets my criteria of nineties. No, I think, I think that's like got, early two thousands. I think it's like I think that's year two thousand. Yeah, that might not work. It still would be a song. I'm gonna count. Oh yeah, Miss Jackson is two thousand. Yeah, see, barely it's in my head. Time. I'm telling you, it's in my head. I'm sorry, like Miss Jackson. Like cranberries, in my head, in my head. Anyway, zombie, 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 bay, bay. I don't know. I don't think there's much. I don't really think there's a lot that would that would do well. I think uh, I think we've what, hit on the main ones. What is what right now is the Billboard Top 100? What's the what's the number one song as we speak? I have no idea. I don't either. I never, Flowers by Miley Cyrus. I okay, haven't heard it. Let's see who else is on here. Um. A lot of Morgan Wallen stuff. Don't know what that is. He is a country artist. Yeah. As it was is number fifteen by Harry Styles. This is strange. Still? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean we, we all know that like the top one hundred the billboard charts generally historically are money. Um, it's about how much money you can pay to get up there. Yeah, like it rarely does it. Does anybody who doesn't doesn't have money ties gets high? But wow, this is weird. So number seventy four, seventy five, and seventy six are Tennessee numbers by Morgan Wallen, Tennessee Orange by Megan Maroney. Tennessee fan by Morgan Wallen. I don't know what any of those things are. I don't either, but I do know it's that they are three straight with the number with the word Tennessee in it. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be it'll be uh, interesting to see if anyone ever does a cover that's worth a shit. To be honest. 
I think it would be cool. I think it. I think if someone would dare try it, I think we should. I would love to see people try it. Do an entire cover album, even of hip hop songs. Yeah, just cover all the hip hop songs. Of this could be the hip hop fifty thing that needs to happen. Is someone, some new rapper, just cover songs from the seventies, eighties, nineties, and aughts. You don't really need to cover the teens and twenties yet. But don't cover all the super famous ones, even. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe what we're looking at is famous songs, and the actual answer is a song that wasn't that big, a song that didn't really that's chart. That's true, because there there could be the opportunity for somebody to pull a song out that's like in like deep in somebody's catalog that people don't pay attention to anymore. Yeah, there's like a possibility some, there's a, a song that was great song, wrong decade. Yeah, like some Tri Call Quest, because Tri Call Quest was really like, Really ahead of their time, so I think if you pull something from Tarkov Quest, you might be, or maybe the Roots. If you pull something from one of those bands, maybe like one of the jazz rap or like backpack rappers, like Tyler Quali or yeah. even early Kanye West, you might be able to find something that is. Uh, mm, Kanye won't work. I don't think Kanye will work. There's too I much think, controversy. Well, I mean, musically speaking, early Kanye. Yeah would work that's just the other, the, you just got to be careful to try to keep the controversy down you don't want a super controversial song where it's going to create problem barriers where people won't play your music maybe even early jay-z might be worth it too maybe it's time for 99 problems part two well that 99 problems the hugo is completely different from the actual 99 problems song like the, the verses are different and everything, but it still is amazing. Um, I think he really made that song his own when he covered that song. But uh, yeah, it's a rare thing. So yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it was a good podcast. We ended up talking yeah. about music and uh, we got into some weird stuff in the middle there. But hey. Yeah. That's how we do it. Over here we we started this whole podcast. We weren't even planning on making a podcast, but we decided to do it. So Adam could be like, why don't you like the new Matchbox 20 song? And look where we went. Yeah. Hey, it's still relatively focused, I guess, with music and whatnot. So I mean, we, we just discussed things that we were discussing in our group chat. Yeah. Group chat? It's not a group chat. There are only two of us. Or are there? Is two a group? No. Oh, okay. It's just well. called a chat. Uh, we should pretend like there's a third silent person. Bob. Yeah. Silent Bob. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm down for that. It wasn't it wasn't a good joke. It, <laughs> it, it was there. It was, uh... I'm down for that. Yeah. Hey Bob. I found Is... I found a uh all right, do you know the clerks movies? I know of them. All right. Do you know the, the restaurant called Movies in the Clerks movies? I do not. It's got the golden calf in Dogma. Uh, Matt Damon, who's, a, who's an angel who, who had fallen from heaven, was like getting revenge on people. And he walked up in the movies corporate office and straight up like murdered everyone. Movies is like iconic. Movies. Spoiler alert. All right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. If you haven't seen Dogma by now, for God's sake, like. Give it a watch. But um, Movies is like the main like restaurant chain. It's like McDonald's, but for like the Clerks universe, right? And uh, I found a, a Movies 
pop figure on uh, like the little Funko Pop on Amazon, and I, I bought it. I'm really excited about it. So I just thought I'd say that. I don't know where I, I was going. Do, <laughs> I need you to do a YouTube video on just the most random stuff you. The weird have shit bought. I got. Yeah, I need to know the weird <laughs> stuff you have. Like all the stuff I have is like old video game stuff that I still have. It's not that weird, but you have some weird stuff. Yeah. I have a, yeah. uh, a, a Fallout mini nuke um, that has the, uh, the entire Fallout game collection on, on disc inside of it. And it's got a little button on the side. And when you push the button, it makes the sound of a mini nuke dropping. In fact, if you give me a second, I'll, I'll, I'll play it oh. over the thing here. Here we go. This is exclusive, right? You can't hear this anywhere else except for here. World premiere. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. One, two, Did you hear that? I did. That's what it sounds like whenever you you blow something up in Fallout, and that little ching at the end—that's how it always sounds whenever you kill somebody in Fallout. So yeah, the uh, I got some weird shit. I should do something, but then yep. what am I? Am I am I in kindergarten doing show and tell over here? What is this? Hey, nostalgia's back in, baby. Let's do it. That's true. Nostalgia's always in. It's just our nostalgia's back is in. Because we're at the point in our aging millennial lives that uh, people give a shit about our, our nostalgia. In, yeah. t- in 10 years, it'll be the next generation's nostalgia. And I know we probably should be going soon so you can actually eat your McDonald's. Sure. Hashtag not a sponsor. Uh, have you seen the new trailer for the Power Rangers thing? No. Do you, are you still into Power Rangers? I don't remember. Do you still do Power Rangers stuff? I mean, I'm not in the Power Rangers. I'm nostalgic for Power Rangers, but yeah. if it's going to be corny like the last movie was, I'm not interested. I see the. I haven't seen any Power Rangers corny. stuff in a while, so I don't know if it's corny or not. But uh, it's Power Rangers once and always trailer, and it's the original cast is coming back. They can't have the original cast back. They get the Tommy guy. Yeah. Jason. So, so what? So, Jay, uh, the guy who played Tommy's Jason died, David Frank. Yeah. And the person who was the original Yellow Rangers died too. Yeah. Yeah. So they're both, but the rest, there were like six people total. So there are four people back, I think. Oh, okay. I might be interested in that. So look it up. It's, it's coming out on Netflix it's called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always. So if you, this is for everybody. If you're a Power Rangers, if you loved it as a kid, which if you're in our age range, you did because we all did. Even though no one else wanted to admit it. Huh? No one wanted to admit it. Nobody did want to admit when it. Well, I was in fourth all- grade and I was all obsessed with it. And I was like dressing up as the fucking Green Ranger for Halloween and nobody and everybody made fun of me for it. And then they were secretly doing it themselves, the little cocksuckers. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Who doesn't remember the five-episode arc of the Green Ranger? Oh, my God. It's classic. Timeless. Some of the best stuff in TV ever. That entire week was amazing. Well, I think the best thing that ever happened to TV was the season season one of Last of Us, episode three. But nobody else watched that, so I can't talk about it with anybody. I mean, you could talk about it. A lot of people watched it. I just don't have HBO. No one else I know watched it. Oh, really? Well. You need better friends. I need friends in general. <laughs> <laughs> Sad song. 
Friends. Friends. You be can depend on you. friends. What? What's that friend song? Friends. Ones you can depend on. Oh, yeah. Friends. The one that uh, Will Smith covered in Willinium. Yeah, but it came from a different one. Yeah, that, that's what I said. Yeah, I don't remember what it originally was. Hold on. I'm looking it up. Willinium. I think he covered it in Willinium. Hold on. Let's see. Friends, 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 friends. What is the name of the song? I don't remember. I think it's Bismarcky. No, it's just a friend. I'm sorry. I think it was just a friend. <laughs> what is the name of the song? Where is it? Friends. I don't remember. All right, that's our homework for next time. Uh, oh, it's Potnuts is the name of the Will Smith version. And uh, it a, contains a portion of Friends written by Larry Smith and Jaleel Hutchins. But it doesn't say who it's from. I don't remember. Anyway. All right, we'll have to, we'll have to find it out and look it up. Ah, so. they're hip-hop writers. Yeah. So. All right. I think it's good enough for now. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Yeah. I've been Jess. I've been Adam. Have a good night. Or day or whatever time of, you know. Whatever. Enjoy your McDonald's if you're eating it. Yeah, you know, whatever. All right. Bye. Life is not written down. We change, we grow, we make mistakes, we learn, and eventually we fade away. Life is written in pencil. Thank you for listening to the In Pencil Podcast. <laughs>